Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show. It is Wednesday, April the 27th. This is episode 139. Uh, obviously, I'm not Doc Washburn. I'm Donnie Copeland uh, sitting in for Doc Washburn. You can catch me at Twitter at Donnie Copeland or at Gab Donnie Copeland, Truth Social at Donnie Copeland. And uh, we're just so thankful that you joined us here today. And, uh, man, we're so thankful for all the great uh, response that we've had and the, the guys that are uh, everybody that is downloading the show and just appreciate everything that uh, you're doing. Thank you to all of our sponsors and what they do. Red River Your Way, Justin Minton Law, My Family Health Plan, Jonathan Presswood with Edward Jones Investments, and Turn My Power On makes this possible. Flash, good to see you here. I know you're probably working and you're just taking a break. Thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you for all of you. Uh, that are either watching right now or going to be watching here a little bit later. We're going to be talking today uh, uh, on a couple of things and um, or several things over the next hour or so. And uh, one of those things is the need for a total makeover uh, in the Republican Party. And uh, I posed the question in the show notes today, and that was, why does the GOP always play not to lose? Uh, and then, uh, secondly, uh, kind of subsequent to that is, uh, if, you know, if there's going to be a great uh, turnover during the midterm, which I think there probably will be, it'll be absolutely useless, uh, unless the GOP makes some tremendous, tremendous, uh, changes leadership wise. And we all know that that's easier said than done, but it has to be done or nothing, uh, nothing at all will change. I'm still enjoying the, Tremendous meltdown uh, at, at uh, Twitter. Uh, I think that's uh, probably one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite uh, things about Twitter. Uh, this whole thing with uh, Elon Musk buying it. Uh, and so uh, one of those that I thought was great was um, uh, Ari uh, meltdown over the Twitter purchase. Uh, and I, I thought, and, and you talk about self-awareness, you know, self-awareness is so important. Uh, if, um, you know, you're trying to get someone to get, uh, wipe the mustard off their face, you got mustard on your face. It's, uh, uh, it's, you know, a lack of self-awareness. Or if you're telling somebody they need to lose weight and, you know, your belly's hanging over your belt, um, you know, it's, it's a lack of self-awareness. Well, you got, uh, you know, these <laughs> these pundits just talking about how now there's not going to be free speech on Twitter. There hasn't been for years, uh, if ever. Um, and so it's 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 so amazing uh, the meltdown that is happening over Twitter. I was going to play you a couple of these if I could uh, find them. I, I wasn't planning on doing that because uh, I want to get to uh, the things we're going to talk about here today. Um, also a few national stories. I'm still following closely, uh, and I don't want us to forget about it. Several things, actually. I don't want us to forget about, uh, one, and it's something I haven't mentioned in a few days, and I apologize for that. That is the people that are still, still being held, uh, for the January the 6th, um, uh, protest. And, uh, those are people being held without bail. They've been held for over 400 days. Uh, it breaks every norm, every law, uh, uh, that is out there. And, uh, you know, these are people who are being held by drug, uh, drug cartel members, gang members, murderers, rapists, uh, are being, 
uh, let out on bail on a daily basis. Uh, some of those actually ROI'd. Uh, and so, uh, or is it ROI? ROR, that's return on investment. Uh, ROR, uh, they're, they're released on their own reconnaissance, uh, whatever that is. And, uh, and yet you have these people on January the 6th uh, that are in jail for 400 days. It's, it's just, it's deplorable. It's, it, it is the worst thing in the world. And, and I go back to, um, what, uh, hey, AWS, uh, good to see you today. Uh, I go back to, uh, our, our show the other day about the consent of the governed. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I think there has to be a pushback. And I know that's a that's a that's a a needle that that has to be threaded because we we never want to um, advocate for violence or anything like that, uh, and, and we try to do everything we can at the ballot box. Uh, but but when you have people that are just being um, uh, you know being held and they're just they're being tortured basically a lot of them in uh, solitary confinement and and here to me is the most pathetic thing possible is uh you know the handful of leaders that have gone down there Matt Gates uh Marjorie Taylor Greene different ones and uh have uh you know have shown some type of response and uh remembrance of these people but the leadership uh crickets uh you know the the rank and file uh but but if every day listen if that was your grandson granddaughter if that was your son or daughter that was your husband or wife uh being held by a regime uh by a uh, you know a tin pot dictatorship uh you'd be down there every day and uh and so it's to me it's just it's deplorable that uh, it's even deplorable that I forget to mention it for a few days. And, uh, so I, I, I want you, I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, maybe on Twitter, maybe on Facebook, maybe when you're talking to people, let's all do our part because, you know, I can sit here and criticize, uh, these leaders who have done absolutely nothing. Um, and, and very few have done anything whatsoever. Uh, and just kind of let them rot, to be honest, to let them sit there. And, and I just think they're, you know, and, and I, I was talking to Conrad Reynolds the other day, who's running against French Hill for the second district here in Arkansas. And I said, Conrad, I hope that every day you'll go down there and, you know, when you're in Congress. And he said, I am, I'm not going to let those people be forgotten, but you know, it's human nature out of sight, out of mind, but, but that's what, you know, that's part of what this show is about. And so I wasn't even planning on talking about that today. So I felt like that was kind of, Hey, TJ, good to see you today, buddy. And thanks for the kind words. Uh, but, but I think, you know, it, it's so easy for me to be critical of, of, of those that are not, especially elected leaders that are not going down there and are not, uh, paying attention or, or uh, causing there to be attention paid <clears throat> to the January 6th political prisoners. And, uh, you know, here's my thing. Uh, if, if these were, uh, you know, BLM, uh, uh, protesters, I have to, I have to look in the mirror and see if these, if these were BLM protesters and, and they were just being held in a, in solitary confinement with, with no, uh, hope of getting out, no hope of, of any type of 
you know, uh, release before their trials. Um, I, I really hope I would, I would, I would, uh, be as passionate or would at least say something about it. Um, so, you know, and that's, that's really what the founders, that was their biggest fear about this form, this type of government, a representative republic, uh, that had representation, uh, that was elected by, uh, the majority. And, and their biggest, one of their biggest fears, uh, was that we would get to a place that would be so partisan, uh, that if your side was being done wrong, you know, we don't care. And if our side's being done wrong, we care about it, but we don't care about when it's your side. And, um, I, I think, I, I think, you know, we have to look in the mirror and we have to look and see, uh, and say to ourselves, am I there? If, if something is wrong, it's wrong. Um, uh, and, uh, if it's, if it's not constitutional, it's not constitutional. Um, and, and I, I think a lot of times I, I, I take the right stand for as free speech. Listen, I don't, I don't like a lot of things that liberals say, but I think they have the right to say it. Um, and, and so, uh, same with this, these January 6th detainees. I, and again, I didn't, I didn't plan that. That wasn't in my show notes to do that today, but I think it's so important. And I think we have to do our part. You say, well, I'm not on a, you know, I'm not on a podcast. I'm just me and my family. But you can, you can mention somebody. That's how it happens. You can tweet it out. You can put it on Facebook, uh, once a week, you know, and just something. It doesn't have to be nearly as bombastic or as, you know, maybe as, uh, you know, uh, uh, animated as, as I would do it or someone else would do it. But but we do something. And that's kind of been a common uh, theme here is, you know, er, if everybody would do something. And so, man, uh, I, I think we start by asking uh, our congressmen, our senators, what, what are you doing? What are you doing to help these people? Uh, I, I think we're sending out uh, stuff, you know, uh, to uh, all of representatives and, and, uh, I, I think there's some kind of headway. I, I, I just think we've got to do something else. Uh, because again, uh, it's what if that was your child? What if that was your grandchild? What if that was your brother, sister, mom or dad, uh, husband or wife that was being held? Uh, and, and really, uh, you know, for no real reason. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even getting into debate about do they deserve to be put on trial, uh, which I don't personally think they do. Uh, if they, if they burn stuff, if they broke stuff, absolutely. Uh, but if they, and a lot of them were waved in, but I'm not even, I don't even want to get in that far. I'm, I'm not talking about what happened. I'm talking about their charges. Okay. So let's, 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 let's stay focused here is the charges that they were charged with, which most of those, from what I understand, are misdemeanors, very few felonies, if any. And and so they are being held without bail for misdemeanors. That's unheard of. That does not happen. And so uh, you can you can say that I'm, you know, using bombastic or, or you know, over the top language, call them political prisoners. But if you've been held for 400 days uh, for uh, for misdemeanors, you know, without any bail, without any hearing. Um, I don't know what else you would call that. Uh, ironically, we have, I read today in the news where, uh, a, a, one of our soldiers is being traded, I think, for another soldier 
uh, that was held by the Russians and he's being released. And I thought it ironic that the Russians are releasing an American soldier before our own government is releasing people being held by our own government who are our citizens. It's, it's just pathetic is what it is. Um, but you know, uh, we, we've got the, the media has other things to talk about, like, you know, Elon Musk buying Twitter, uh, because they're really upset about that. And what they're really concerned about, I mean, they're really genuinely concerned about is, um, that, you know, Twitter's going to become this place where, uh, free speech is going to happen. Twitter's going to become this place where, uh, people that have an opposing thought can actually express that thought. And, uh, and they've said as much, you know, they've said, I uh, mean, they're just, they're, they're really, really, uh, upset with, uh, the possibility, uh, that, you know, you can, uh, that this can be, uh, you know, a, a place where, uh, everybody can say how they feel. And they're using, uh, of course, extreme examples. What if, you know, somebody gets death threats? What are you going to do then? And, uh, if somebody, uh, <coughs> criticizes somebody's race or whatever. What are you going to do then? Well, uh, any fair minded, any common person, you know, knows that, uh, people being threatened or whatever is not, uh, is not what we had in mind. Uh, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about just the normal exchange of ideas and the exchange of, uh, how we feel about things. And so, I just thought, thought it so ironic, uh, that this, um, that, that this meltdown is happening. <laughs> it's, it's, it's happening, uh, over the very thing, uh, that we've been talking about for, for months. Uh, and it's just really awesome. If you've not been there, uh, go to Twitter and look at a lot of people that had been, um, kicked off of Twitter by, for, for lack of a better word, uh, and, uh, and just see some of the response. It's really, really, uh, cool. It's almost like, you know, people being liberated. Uh, and so I, I think it'd be really cool if you, if you haven't been there, you go over there and look. I just, I enjoy going over there and just looking at some of the, you know, some of the, uh, reaction, uh, on both sides. Um, uh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at uh, several here and they're, uh, their response to, uh, to the, to the Twitter verse and, and what's happening at Twitter. Um, oh, I, I can't think of his name. Ari, uh, he's over on MSNBC, I believe. And, uh, he, he, he had a, uh, he had a, I guess, you know, uh, rant. Uh, about how it was going to become this place where one side was not going to be heard. Uh, uh, actually, the candidates for certain uh, ideologies could be removed. It was like, you just described what Twitter was before Elon Musk uh, bought it. And so anyway, you know, uh, truth is stranger than fiction for sure. But today we're going to be talking about the uh, the midterms. We're going to be talking about a plan that I, I feel like uh, needs to be put in place. I'd love to hear your uh, and just see, put it, drop it in the comments there. Uh, hey, Grandmama5, uh, AKQ, uh, XNO, good to see you today. Uh, Major Dave, good to see you, buddy. Um, 
Also, uh, by, uh, BYU nine. Good to see you today. Um, but I, I want, I want to hear your, uh, if you'll drop a bit in the notes there, uh, your comments about what you, who you think should be lead. I'm, I'm going to give you my ideas about who should be leading the house. Uh, and it's not Kevin McCarthy, uh, after the midterm elections. I'm going to give you my idea who should be leading the Senate and it's not Mitch McConnell. I'm going to give you my idea of who I think should be leading the GOP and it's not Ron, uh, Ronald McD- uh, McDaniel. It starts a, uh, the, uh, Ronald McDonald. Uh, but, uh, which, but anyway, uh, what we what we need to do if, in these midterms, yeah, we need to push hard for the Conrad Reynolds and others that are running, but we also uh, have to change the leadership. And, I, and, and Conrad, and I've had conversations about this. Listen, if if you get when you get elected, Conrad, uh, if if you go up there and you vote, which you wouldn't vote for Kevin McCarthy, the same thing's going to happen. But you got to get with Thomas Massey. You got to get with Jim Jordan. You got to get with Marjorie Taylor Greene, and uh, and and change the leadership. But the problem is the GOP uh, Republicans at, in general. Uh, play not to lose. I want to talk about that psychology uh, today. I want to talk about it, maybe relating it to uh, any type of leadership, whether it be church leadership, whether it be uh, an athletic team, a baseball, football, basketball team, uh, playing not to lose. What what uh, causes that type of mentality? Where where does that come from? And it's certainly pervasive uh, in the uh, in the GOP, there's no doubt about that. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to give you a couple of the meltdowns uh, from Twitter. Uh, we got a great, great, I, I think it may be our best tweet of the day. Uh, that'll be toward the end of the show, uh, but you don't want to miss it. Uh, it's going to be phenomenal. But right now, Doc's going to wait in and uh, and tell us about one of our great sponsors. You tried to buy a car recently? You realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. All right. Yeah, we love Red River Your Way. They also bring us the tweet of the day. We're really looking forward to that today. Uh, Ari Melber is who I was trying to think of. 
and uh, his meltdown about the. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me let me let you listen to this. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, mm-hmm. all of its nominees, yeah. or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And huh. the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Really? Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. Yeah. There you go. See, there you go. Uh, Ari, it, just describe what has been going on, uh, on, on Twitter for the last, uh, how many years? I've, I've lost track of how long it's been going on. Um, but again, self-awareness is, you know, uh, I think it was Will Rogers that said common sense is, you know, not so common. Uh, and so I think that's probably what, uh, what we have. So, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I think it was Major Dave, uh, just dropped in a patron. So thank you for that. Uh, was that Major Dave? Let me look here. Um, thank you so much. I don't want to mess with that and turn things off here. I'm a, I'm a rookie at this. Of course, I'm sitting in for the one and only Doc Washburn. I'm Donnie Copeland. You can find me at Twitter at Donnie Copeland, uh, at Truth Social at Donnie Copeland, uh, or on Gab at Donnie Copeland. And, uh, I'm a partner in uh, the podcast here with Doc, uh, along with a couple of other partners. Uh, and uh, and so Doc is running the roads, has, has a super heavy schedule uh, this week. And so he asked if I would just step in. So I'm so thankful for you. Just overwhelmed. Uh, I think it was the day before yesterday, Monday. Yes, we had our uh, one of our top. Uh, days uh, of the of uh, since we've been going almost 1900 uh listeners and so thank you uh downloads and so so very very thankful we've had many more than that when dot was on here but that was one of our top five or ten i think uh, since we've been going so uh, a great big thank you we couldn't do it without you and of course with our sponsors so we're very very uh thankful for you uh but i hope you will hope you'll drop in your ideas uh, about who should be leading the House, who should be leading the Senate. Um, and then I've got a couple ideas about who should be leading the GOP. But before we get into that, what I want to talk to you about is the psychology of uh, playing not to lose. Uh, I, I think there's something there, and it's uh, – I'm not totally sure 100% – where it comes from, but I want to kind of walk through it today. I want to talk about it. And you say, what, what are you talking about? I'm talking about how the GOP or the Republicans always, um, play not to lose. They, they play to make sure that, you know, no bold moves. And it's, it's almost like, uh, well, we're not going to redo this or we're not going to redo that. We're not going to scrap this and totally do this. We're just going to move the chairs around on the deck of the Titanic as it goes down, uh, you know, until Trump came along. Uh, and, and I used this example the other day when Trump came along. You know, we've been told since Ronald Reagan and Ronald Reagan was my hero. I've, I've got his picture in my office. Uh, but but Ronald Reagan said we're going to move the embassy to Jerusalem. Didn't happen. Um uh, Nixon, back before Reagan, said we're going to move the uh, embassy to Jerusalem. Didn't happen. Uh, Clinton even said he was going to move the, the embassy to Jerusalem. It didn't happen. Um, 
uh, who am I, who, uh, different ones. I'm trying to think of, of somebody. Oh, oh, the both Bushes, uh, shocker, uh, said they were going to move the embassy to, uh, Jerusalem. The, it, that's, that's the Israel uh, embassy to Jerusalem. It didn't happen. Uh, but guess what? In a matter of months, Donald Trump moves the embassy to Jerusalem. Now that right there to me, is a is is indicative of a doer versus a politician. Listen, I don't think you have to not have ever been in office to be effective. You just have to be a doer. You just have to be able to. It has to bother you that you don't do what you say you're going to do. Um, and I get it. I, I've been in, in the House of Representatives. I know how slow the wheels turn and all of that. And so I, 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 I don't, you know, I, I understand it completely, but there's this psychology. Let me give you an example of that here in our little state. I don't know what's going on in your state, but in our little state, you know, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, lo- we're gonna lower taxes, but you know, that, that, that's what the GOP says. We're gonna lower taxes. And so they'll lower the income tax and everybody, oh, man, that's great. You know, lower it by a half a percent or whatever. And then they go over here and raise the cell phone tax. Get this. We have the second highest uh, 911 and cell phone tax in the nation. The only state that has a higher cell phone and 911 uh, system tax than us is this is the state of Illinois. Uh, ours is higher than California's. Uh, uh, California. Our, ours is higher than the than New York. Um, and, and it's just um, New Jersey. It's it's unbelievable uh, because they lowered a, a little tax over here. I remember back, I think it was 2014, something like that. And they were talking about, you know, lowering taxes. They're going to they're going to cut taxes about 100 by 150 million dollars. And oh, everybody was so afraid. You're going to cut 150 million dollars. Man, you know, government's going to really suffer and it's really going to be bad. And people's going to be dying out on the streets. Do you know they cut the the taxes by 150 million and nobody noticed? Nobody noticed. I, I'm telling you, you could cut taxes. You could cut expenses by uh, uh, cut expenses and then turn around and cut taxes by a billion with a B, a billion dollars in this little state, and it would hardly be noticeable. And and I know you find that really hard to believe, uh, but it's true. It's, it's true because uh, when you have multiple, multiple people, you know, uh, and, and millions of uh, making, you know, six figures and you have uh, uh, thousands of companies and, and you, uh, getting, um, you know, uh, different types of, of, uh, exceptions and, and, and not thousands, handful of companies getting millions of exceptions while the others, uh, 95%, which are small business. Uh, but again, I don't want to, I don't want to get too distracted on Arkansas because I'm talking to people all over and that is, uh, this, the GOP, I'm not talking about the Democrats. Democrats, they go for the throat. I mean, they, they go for the, you know, Obamacare. That was for the throat. That was for the juggler. That was to undermine the health system, uh, across the United States. But, but there is this mentality. And so, uh, I'm, I'm wondering today why I want to get into the GOP and the leadership. I want to get into the, what are you going to do? Uh, 
but it's it, it, it's 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 painting in bold colors. But wasn't it Reagan that said instead of painting with soft pastels, we're going to paint in bold uh, colors, and 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 yet the GOP won't do that. And, and honestly, um, Reagan did some of that. Uh, and he was a phenomenal, phenomenal communicator. He was, I, I thought he was a phenomenal president. I just, you know, I fell in love with him. Uh, my wife and I went out to his library out in California, man. We just, I could have stayed there for days. It was just, it was so, so awesome. Um, but, but I don't know that he did a lot of bold things. Not, not really bold. Nothing like Trump. N- nothing close. And, and quite honestly, uh, part of uh, President Trump's biggest problems, the things that caused him the most problems, was not making bolder moves, not making the moves that needed uh, to be made. And I'll talk a little bit about that uh, here in just a moment, uh, how I felt like there were some things that he didn't do and they came back to bite him. And I got a story for you uh, on a very small scale that uh, that an experience I had uh, that that change my life and my leadership mentality. And if more leaders w- could get that. Now, uh, Trump practices that every day in his businesses. He makes bold, bold decisions. But I think the problem in government is, uh, and, and here's the thing, is a lot of times you think the people in government are so much smarter. Well, they, you know, Listen, folks, this is not like going into a surgery room. I, I would never go into, you know, into a surgery, uh, into an operated room and say, well, you know, I mean, how, how tough could brain surgery be? No, no, I would, I would never do that. This, that's, that's somebody's, you know, that's somebody's, uh, life. And that's, uh, you know, that's way, way out there. Uh, but when it comes to government, I think the biggest, it, it's almost the Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz effect. That you got these little munchkins behind the curtain pulling the strings, telling you that, man, if somebody that hasn't been in government gets in here, it's going to really be bad. But I want you to think about it with me for just a moment. We're, we're going somewhere, so hang with me. Uh, I want you to think about it with me for a moment. Think about the most effective uh, political leaders you've ever known. Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump. Ronald Reagan was a... Uh, a media. He was an actor. He was a, before that, he was a, uh, radio personality, but it became a TV personality. Then it became a movie star. Then it became the governor of California. Then it became president of the United States, uh, and was a union leader, uh, spokesman for GM, I believe it was, or, uh, uh one of the, one of the big, uh, one of the big, uh, uh, companies. And, um, and so, uh, wasn't GM, but it, but it doesn't matter. Uh, and then Trump was a businessman. These were not political people. And they w- waited in and said, you know what? Because I'm going to tell you what government. Government is sorely lacking common sense. That's what it needs is common sense. And so, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to relate a story to you. And then I want to explore a little bit the psychology of not losing. Uh, and where does that come from? Why? Does that happen? How did the GOP get so inundated with this, uh, th- this whole idea of, of, of not winning? So, uh, I want to, I want you to hear from a, a great guy, uh, that would be, 
the one and only Doc Washburn, but talking about another great guy, and that is uh, my new favorite lawyer. Uh, I have two favorite lawyers. Uh, he is one of my tops, and that is uh, Justin Minton. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton makes sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right. Thank you there, Doc. Uh, we're talking about this, the, the GOP and the psychology of uh, playing not to lose. And what, uh, what, what causes that? What, what is the, what is, what is the mentality that causes this playing not, not to lose? Uh, I, I think, uh, and again, I'm just, I'm just kind of spitballing here. Uh, but I think the, the psychology of playing not to lose is someone who doesn't know what they want. They, they, they don't, they've not seen what, uh, what winning looks like. And let me, let me use that from a political standpoint. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> years ago, this is not the story, but I'm going to tell you a story here in a minute. But I coached a little basketball team. We had a little private school and we started out. We had kids, our boys, my three boys played and uh, they were in elementary school. And I think we may have had one junior high. Uh, my boys were like fourth, uh, fifth, sixth, maybe seventh grade, sixth, seventh, eighth at the, at the, or fifth, sixth, seventh, something like that. Really, really young, tiny, uh, but, but were players. I mean, they could, they could handle the ball. They could shoot. And then we had two or three other players. My, my boys were really, really talented, really good players. And then we had some other players that were, uh, very, uh, you know, hard workers, not nearly as talented, but really hard workers. Had a couple of kids who were real raw. Uh, one kid that was older than my boys, just a little bit, a little bigger than them, uh, and was really raw, but had a lot of raw talent. So we, we had this little hodgepodge team, you know, 10 or 12 kids. Well, we played in a Christian, uh, uh, school league down in Dallas. We were up in Sherman. And we were playing. I'm, I'm talking today about this psychology playing not uh, to lose and instead of playing to win and being so full of trepidation. Um, and, and I was reminded of this by 
you know, uh, Doc saying, you know, on day one, if, if, if the legislature gives me a bill to, to eliminate the, the income tax and I'm going to be pushing for it, I'm going to sign it. And everybody's just going crazy, man. You can't do that. You, you know, you're going to ruin the state. The state's going to go into bankruptcy if you were to do that. Um, <clears throat> and what, what are we going to do? Uh, and so Sarah Huckabee Sanders comes out and says, we're going to lower it by two tenths of one percent or some insane or, you know, uh, you know, a year. And so it's going to take, I don't know, um, till our kids or, you know, grandparents uh, to eliminate the, the state income tax. That's what I'm talking about, that that whole uh, plain not to to lose mentality. And I think it's. I think it stems from uh, something that I was told years ago by a young politician. I was running for lieutenant governor. I walked into this uh, into this uh, uh, reception, and I guess he could tell I felt really out of place, and I felt really, you know, over my skis and really, you know, uh, way in over my head. And he walked up to me and he said, "Look, man, just relax." He said, you know, when I entered into the legislature, he said, you know, the first lesson I learned, I said, no, what was that? Uh, he said, I learned that he said, the people in this room are no smarter than you are. He said, because I walked in thinking they were all smarter. And he said, I finally realized that he said that they're not, they're no smarter than me. And, uh, and he wasn't saying it from a, from an arrogant standpoint at all. Duncan Baird was who told me that years ago in a, in a little pizza shop when I walked in for this fundraiser. And I'll always remember that. I'll always, uh, I've always held on to that. And, and I, I found that to be true. It wasn't that there weren't intelligent people there, but when it comes to government, listen, it's not brain surgery. And, and so, but there's this mentality. So where does that come from? Where does that, I think it comes from, uh, trying to hold on to power. See that I think that it's coming to me, uh, because I've been exploring, I've been talking about, it, I've been thinking about it a lot for the last few days. And it's, and it's finally kind of, because I've, I'm just thinking about all the people I know, all the people that you may know. And here's the difference because see, politicians, uh, like to hold on to power. Leaders like to make life better for the people around them and obviously for themselves, but for the people around them. And so a leader uh, is saying, you know, look, we got to do this because, you know, life's not going to get better if we do this. But the politician says, oh, but if we do this and it doesn't work, we're going to lose our power. You see, the difference in the leader and the politician is this. The the leader says, look, I'm going to try this. And if it doesn't work and I get kicked out on my ear, I can at least sit out on the nursing home uh, porch and and tell the story of how I tried. But the politician says, oh, if I can just hold on to this and then I can get elected the next time and make some more promises. Uh, and then after that's over, I'll parlay this into a board seat or into a this or into a that. And man, I'll just play it safe and I'll just get rewarded. And who cares? And I don't think they say that. Uh, maybe, maybe, um, uh, they don't say it really in the present. They don't really say it uh, out loud, but it's a mindset. And that mindset is survival. That mindset is promotion. That mindset is the status quo. And that's what we have in the GOP. We have this mindset of, um, 
of, of status quo. Um, I'm looking here at, a, at an article. It was actually in the uh, Harvard Business Review. It's talking about the two types of people. Uh, do you play to win or not to lose by Heidi Grant and uh, Tori Higgins. Uh, and uh, it says, in, in what kind of situations are you most effective? What factors strengthen or undermine your motivation? People answer these questions in very different ways. Uh, in most in business, the most common tool for identifying one's personality type is the Myers-Briggs type indicator. But the problem with this is many other assessment tools is that they don't actually predict performance. Uh, fortunately, there's a way of grouping people into types on the basis of personality, uh, personality attributes that does predict performance, promotion, focus, or prevention focus. All these types are well known among academic psychologists, marketing, and management researchers. Um, and it goes on. It says the two types, motivational focus affects how we approach life's challenges and demands. Promotion-focused people see their goals as creating a path to gain or advancement and concentrate on the rewards that will accrue when they achieve them. You see, there, there, are, the, there are the two differences. Uh, one is about promotion. One is about how can I get to the next level. The other one is I'm motivated. I'm motivated by winning. I'm motivated by uh, by, by changing things. I'm motivated. I, I take the big, bold steps. And what we're talking about here today is the midterms are coming up. And so we're first exploring this. We're exploring why the GOP always plays not to lose rather than playing to win. And I believe it's because the establishment being in, in power is just wanting to hold on, continue to get that salary, continue to parlay this uh, position to the next position to the board or whatever. And so I don't make anybody, I don't make any waves, I don't make anybody angry. I just keep the status quo. While the motivational says, look, man, uh, I'm all about you know, taking, putting hides on the wall. I'm all about making a difference. I'm all, all about making transformational change. Uh, and so we need that in the GOP. So I'm going to talk about here in just a moment. We've talked about the psychology. I want to talk about the nuts and bolts next. Who replaces Mitch McConnell? Somebody has to. Who replaces Kevin McCarthy? Somebody has to. Oh, by the way, uh, have you heard about the new audio uh, came out on Kevin McCarthy, oh, uh, if these walls could talk, right? Uh, Kevin McCarthy was called on audio talking to Liz Cheney and, uh, you know, telling her that he was going to tell Don, uh, Donald Trump he needed to resign and blah, blah, blah. Now some more audio has come out. Uh, and, you know, what we're finding out is he is what he's always been. He is a, he's a swamp creature. Man, if you had, uh, well, in fact, I don't think we even need audio of a secret audio of Mitch McConnell. He just comes out and says it and uh, in, in a very, very annoying way, by the way. And, and then Rana Arona McDaniel, uh, who is uh, the niece uh, of Mitt Romney, who is the head of the GOP uh, going into her third term. Man, she needs to be replaced yesterday. So I'm going to talk about. Uh, who do we replace those people with? I would love to hear your idea of who you would like to replace them with. Uh, and before we do that, though, I want to uh, you to listen to Doc talk about my new health care that I have and my wife and I. And we got it through a great company called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com.
We talked a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high copays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says Schedule Call Now. You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right, and again, my wife and I have the most coverage for the least out-of-pocket uh, and the least premium that we've ever had. And we're 61 years of age. I'm 61. My wife's probably much younger than that. But uh, but anyway, we, we have uh, great coverage. We're, we're just thrilled to death. It, it just brings such peace of mind, and then it's not killing our budget. So I want to encourage you to go to MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. If you're not in Arkansas, that's fine. Go ahead, uh, hit him up. He's licensed in quite a few states, and then he has – uh, people in other states that he can get you connected with if uh, need be. So what we're talking about today is the psychology of the Republican Party playing not to lose. Um, and we're going to get into the specifics of this, but I want to show you exactly how this plays out. Um, you know, we saw this with Joe Biden. Uh, now, I think there was a different motivation with Joe Biden during the campaign. He stayed in the basement the whole time because they were going to steal the election anyway. He, he didn't need the campaign. They were going to steal the election. There is no way you'll never make me believe that he received over 80 million votes. No way, no how, not when you couldn't get 30, uh, 30 people to show up in a circle at an event, there's no way I'm ever going to believe you got 80 plus million votes. No way. Um, but, but then you have like Sarah Huckabee Sanders here in Arkansas. She didn't show up for the debate, the, the televised debates. She didn't show, she didn't even fill out. I'm looking here at the, uh, Arkansas Family Council, uh, Arkansas Voters Guide. Uh, didn't even answer it. You know, said, uh, uh, her, her deal says all the questions, uh, says, you know, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders refused to answer, um, you know, call her and get her <laughs> ideas on it. Uh, Roby Brock, one of the leading, uh, one of the leading uh, journalists here in the state, uh, does more business uh, type uh, stuff. So it's not as much news, uh, but it's more business and more, you know, that from that angle, more entertainment uh, slash business uh and and more toward the business than entertainment. But he's asked her over 20 times uh, if she would come on his show, if she would answer questions. 
no, uh, nothing. Um, uh, Mike Wickline, who was probably the leading uh, investigative journalist in the state, uh, and has asked for repeatedly uh, nothing. And uh, they've got a they've got a big feature coming out about the governor's race. You know, at this date, right now, uh, what ten days out or so, twelve, fifteen days out, whatever it is, uh, nothing. You know, crickets. So um, th- that's that play not to lose because here's the thing. I got $13 million. I can stay on TV. I can stay on all the radio stations. Uh, you know, I can drive my big red RV around and ask you to send me $10 for gas, which is just totally crazy when I got, well, I had $13 million. She's blown through about, I think, uh, eight or nine of that some way, somehow. I'm not sure. But uh uh, but again, it's that same mentality of playing not to lose. And, you know, I'm not going to answer questions. I don't have to. I'll just stay on. And, you know, what Doc, Doc is a little turtle. He's just going. I think he's going to six or seven events a day. It was six or seven. He's going up to Northwest or is in Northwest Arkansas right now, uh, spending the night there on several stations, uh, you know, doing interviews in between. Uh, you know, she's the rabbit and she ran out there with her 13 million sitting there. Uh, you know, uh, eating carrots and Doc is just plugging away. And, and, and here we come. Uh, folks, get ready. This could be this could be the biggest electoral upset, uh, one of the top three to five uh, in uh, U.S. history. Uh, a woman with 13 million dollars with uh, Donald Trump's endorsement. Uh, oh, by the way, after she was endorsed by him, uh, she turned around and then her two Competitors dropped out. That's when she actually endorsed uh, French Hill, who said that uh, the stolen election was a fable and a fallacy. And she endorsed John Bozeman, who said that uh, President Trump could be arrested for January the 6th. And she thanked uh, Asa Hutchinson for doing such a great job. She went to Indiana and campaigned with uh, and fundraised with Mike Pence, who I believe she's going to run with as his VP uh, uh, in 2024. And I believe they will go down in history as getting less votes than Jeb Bush in a primary, which would be very, very difficult to do. But I believe they can do it. Now, with all that being said, that is that basement. I'm going to stay in the basement. I'm going to throw the ball you know, before the shot clock. I'm going to stall and I'm going to throw the ball into all four corners uh, and play four corners till the clock runs out and win the game. And that is the typical GOP, um, uh, thought process and psychology. Uh, and so here we go. Here we go. We're, we're, we're just a few months away. What well, we're in April, almost into May. So that's the fifth month that we're going to be in November, uh, which is the 11th month. So we're what six, Six months away, something like that to the midterms. And everybody's so excited because we're going to win the, we're going to win the uh, house and we're going to win the Senate. It's going to be so good. Uh, and then here comes that record scratch sound. You know, that, that sound more like a car, but you know what I'm talking about. And so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mitch McConnell's still the, uh, leader of the Senate, uh, Senate majority leader. Wait a minute. Kevin McCarthy is the minority leader and is the shoe in at this present stage to be the Speaker of the House. And, and wait a minute. Uh, Rona McDaniel is still uh, the head of GOP. Nothing's changed. 
when Arizona was doing their audit, uh, where was Mitch McConnell? Where was Kevin McCarthy? Where was Ronald McDaniel crickets? Uh, they were talking about how President Trump was to blame for January the 6th. Um, that's your leadership. So, so the question today is this. Here's the question of the hour. The question of the hour is this. Uh, who do we get to replace, uh, Kevin McCarthy? Who do we get to replace, uh, Mitch McConnell? I we need to get somebody. Uh, besides Mitch McConnell, uh, who do we get to replace, uh, Rona, Met, uh, Rana, uh, it's R-O-N-A, Rana, I think, Matt Daniel. And so, uh, I've got some ideas. I, I think I know who could do a great job. I think they could actually get the votes. Uh, and, uh, I, I think they would, they would make a difference. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to, uh, let you listen to a little bit about uh, Edward Jones Investments, and then we're going to get right back into this here in uh, just a moment here. Give me just a second, and uh, I don't want to wear you out today. You've been so good uh, to, to be there for us and with us. Uh, so uh, here we go. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement, call my friend Jonathan Presswood today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement. But how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there. And there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right. Thank you so much, Doc, for that. And uh, appreciate your patience. And uh, so who... Uh, would be a replacement. I think for, let, let's start with the house. Um, you know, my first inclination is, uh, a Thomas Massey or a Marjorie Taylor Greene. But, you know, you, you've got to get somebody that the, the rank and file will elect. So what you do, I think, 
You know, there's an old adage in leadership or really, I think, in life that um, you look at who has won, you know, and and uh, you look at who has influenced before. Uh, that doesn't mean that someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene couldn't do it or Thomas Massey couldn't do it. Um, but then there's the fear. Uh, and, and I kind of go back to this whole psychology thing. We have a systemic uh, plane not to lose. So, you know, my first inclination, because he's more, uh, man, I hate to say this, but he's more politically, seems more politically astute uh, type is Jim Jordan. Uh, but then uh, I, I think there's been, if I'm not mistaken, there's been some, uh, you know, some minor glitches as far as him standing. And I could be wrong, but I, 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 if I, memory serves me right, uh, I think there may have been some 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 times that he he wilted a little bit. I, I, I'll tell you something uh, that just really just gets me good is is all of these uh, when they were in power when they did hold the majority uh and they had the ability to subpoena they had the ability to do these things and they promised they were going to do it and they didn't do it so that that really right there uh, is something that i think we we have to consider so uh again i'm talking about being bold i'm talking about you know taking a chance uh, but also you, you got to have the reality who can get the votes from the other members, because that's what happens is the, the members vote on it. And, you know, Kevin McCarthy is going to have this big uh, uh, this this big uh, swath of, of votes. Um, so I, I think, you know, I, I think uh, there has to be somebody that is bold. And maybe it's um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking of a couple here um, that that I think uh, and I'm thinking of maybe uh, Gobert. Uh, but but I don't know if he has the cachet to, to pull in the votes. Uh, but it's got to be somebody besides Kevin McCarthy, because Kevin McCarthy has has. And then here's another Kevin McCarthy has been caught undermining Donald Trump. So here's a question. Typically. Whoever the last leader of the party was, a.k.a. Donald Trump, they are really calling the shots behind the scenes. So I guess my question is, and I've seen this with Trump, this this um, tendency to not make bold changes in leadership uh, in the uh, in the political apparatus. He has no problem doing it in his companies. Uh, but, but in the political apparatus, I think some of that's a little bit of intimidation and thinking, well, but, but I think he's got to go with his gut. I think he's got to say, man, I don't care what anybody thinks, you know, and I'm not saying it's her, but whomever it's Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene. And then he puts all of his weight behind him and says, you know, I'm promoting this person. You better vote for him. That's what's got to happen. He's going to be the deciding factor. So uh, you may not like this and I may not like this. I don't like it. But I'm going to tell you, if Kevin McCarthy is still the the leader of the House when um, when uh, the, the midterm, when the smoke clears from the midterms, it's because Donald Trump wanted him to be. 
I, that, that's bottom line. Uh, uh, so, you know, and, and I think the same. So, so I, I, I don't think it stops us from looking at it and saying, okay, who, or maybe who would Trump trust? Um, I think Matt Gates. I, I think Matt, you know, the more I think about it, uh, I, I think Matt Gates, I, I, he stood with President Trump. He's very annoying to a lot of people. And the reason he's annoying is because he's conservative. Uh, there's been some, uh, spots, you know, morality wise, uh, how much of that was generated by the press? How much of that is real? I don't know. And, and probably shouldn't even be repeating it because I don't know. Uh, but I know it's been real prominent in the news was, was my point. Uh, so, but, but I think we go back to, uh, uh, I, I think we go back to, who does Trump want? Who does who does Trump want? And you say, well, he's not the president. Yeah, but he's the he, one. He is uh, because he 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 won the election. But but I know that doesn't matter to to this present situation. But I'm saying he is the de facto leader because he was the last president uh, Republican, and he is the uh, favorite going into 2024. 20, uh, uh, so. Uh, let's look at it. Let's look uh, for the last few minutes here. Uh, let's look at, uh, you know, who, who could it be? I think Jim Jordan. I think Matt Gates is, is another one. Uh, you know, um, let's see. Uh, I, I, I'm just looking here. I think, you know, I think I, I think Jim Jordan's the. I, I, I'm sorry. I think Matt Gates is the one. I think Jim Jordan, if I remember, I'm almost positive there was something that happened. Uh, so, uh, and, and here's another thing. Think about this. And, and here's something that we've not thought about. I've not thought about. And maybe you already have. But keep in mind, the Speaker of the House does not have to be a congressman. Now, that hasn't happened since, I think, the 1800s. But it doesn't have to be. And okay, okay. Uh, I, I feel like I did yesterday when I cracked the code. I, I think, I think I've got it. Uh, and thank you guys, cause y'all, y'all helped me out here just by hanging with me. I think I got it. Uh, Trump doesn't have, Trump didn't have to run for the house to be speaker. He can be speaker, uh, without being, um, the elected to Congress. That they can elect him to be Speaker of the House. And so I, I think that's what you do. I think, uh, I, I, I think that's what you do. I, I think you make him, uh, the, the Speaker of the House. Man, I'm getting excited. Make him the Speaker of the House and fight the Republican, uh, the Democrats to the nail. I'm loving this. Listen, uh, uh, I, I, I'm excited about that. I, I'm going to do a whole show on that possibility. I, I'm going to do a whole show on the last time it was done, uh, the votes he would need. You don't think he would beat Kevin McCarthy, especially after he gets caught? And I'm, I guarantee you someone, somebody in Trump's camp got those tapes leaked, uh, and rightfully so. 
But I think Trump's setting it up. That's why Trump never responded. He, he would kind of wink and nod and smile when they said, you know, you ought to run for Congress. He didn't have to run for Congress. That, that's the whole thing. He never had to run for Congress because he doesn't have to be an elected congressman to be Speaker of the House. Brilliant. I, I think that's the play. I think Donald J. Trump is going to be Speaker of the House. Now, so we've got that settled. You, th- you, you like that one? You, you, you're pretty good with that one? Uh, let's go to Senate, uh, majority leader. Uh, we, we know it cannot be the turtle as Levin says. Thank you guys. You guys, you guys help me figure that out. See, if you start throwing a bunch of names at me, uh, and I, I, I'm, I was looking here. So if you did, I apologize. But I think if you started throwing me a bunch of names, I got off the trail, but it just clicked. That's it. That's it. I, I'm going to do actually. I'm going to write a editor an editorial uh, about that, and and so you you kind of you got to be on the inside as that was kind of stewing in my little brain. So so what conservative uh, could be uh, a good Senate majority leader? Uh, not Mitch McConnell, not the turtle, as Mark Levin likes to call him. Uh, uh, let's 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 look here and see what uh, uh, I'm looking here real quick um, and just see who. Uh, let's see. What do you think? I I think you know the first name that comes to mind uh, is um, I know he he kind of has a independent streak. Uh, but I, I think it is, um, oh, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitating for, <laughs> for I say what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, I'd like to hear your, your take first before I say mine. Um, I, I, I'm thinking uh, if you if you have Trump as your uh, Speaker of the House, then I, I think you got to go really really bold. I think you got to go super bold. I think you got to go, um, you know, bolder than uh, than. Than you have in a long time. I tell you what, l- let me get this last break in. I've got two names I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to go and give you mine because you're not going to give me yours. Then we're going to do a tweet of the day, but I'm going to give you mine as Senate Majority Leader. But we got the House. The House is Donald Trump because he doesn't have to be elected. Plus, he's not saddled with that when he becomes president. He didn't have to resign. So uh, we got that worked out. It didn't take us but an hour and seven minutes to do that. So uh, let's do this and then we'll come back with uh, your Senate Majority Leader for uh, the midter- after the midterm uh, smoke clears. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look at the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, 
you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. You're outside Central Arkansas. Go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give you my idea, right? Uh, I, I can't. St- but listen, we, we already have Mitch McConnell. I can't stand to listen to him talk. The only person that I that I dread hearing as much as him, and not what he says, it's just so cliche, and it's I don't know, it just it's just not my style. Is is uh, Kennedy from Louisiana, John Kennedy, um, and so I, I think he has the smarts. I think he has the cachet. Um, you know, I hear John Cornyn, man, that, you know, and, and, uh, Capito and, and, and all these, uh, just, uh, total complete, uh, you know, hacks when it comes to, uh, getting anything done. So, but, so I think it's, I think it's gotta be a John Kennedy. I think it maybe it could be, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Kennedy. I think Kennedy is, uh, you know, is, is probably, uh, is, is probably the equal to, I, I, no, definitely not the equal to Trump in the house. I think, uh, Trump is, you know, but, but, you know, no Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, uh, dropped his melon, uh, I, I, you know, uh, uh, how, Josh Hawley. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could, I could, I really like Josh Hawley. I, I, uh, I, you know, the more I think about it, I think Josh Hawley, uh, Tom Cotton, uh, really dropped his melon. Uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be for him. I like Josh Hawley. I like Josh Hawley a lot. I think he would be really, really good. Um, and uh, I could listen to John uh, Hawley a lot easier, uh, Josh Hawley a lot better than I could uh, Kennedy. That's for sure. Man, if you had Trump as the uh, uh, House Speaker of the House and Josh Hawley as the Senate Majority Leader, now that folks is that's exciting. That that would get me excited. I would be I would be pumped for that. Not pumped for McConnell, not pumped for Kevin McCarthy. That's the same old, same old. 
All right, let's move on to the tweet of the day, and then we're going to get out of here and let you go. And, uh, man, we just appreciate you so very much. Uh, I'm so excited about our tweet of the day, and I may do several. I promised yesterday I was going to do Gab and Truth Social, so I'll do some of that today as well, uh, just uh, because uh, if I can get on there on my iPad, I normally am on there on my phone. So um, let me uh, let me pull up our tweet of the day. And uh, our producer extraordinaire, Brian Coolis, did this little promo for us. So take it away, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. All right, uh, the Doc Washburn tweet of the day, and that is brought to you by Red River Your Way. Red River Your Way is a, a phenomenal uh, car dealership that is uh, that is right here in the middle of the United States, and they are uh, doing a great job, and we appreciate them so very much, and they are so awesome to bring you our tweet of the day. So we're so thankful to. Uh, have uh, them as our sponsor for the tweet of the day. And, uh, a lot, <laughs> a lot of this, uh, Twitter activity obviously has been around the whole, uh, uh, uh Elon Musk buying, uh, Twitter. And so, uh, that's just been, that's been pure gold for sure. Uh, uh, Elon Musk said for Twitter to deserve public trust, it must be politically neutral, which effectively means upsetting the far right and the far left equally. And I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, uh, so, uh, but, uh, I was trying to find this one that, uh, in fact, I emailed it to myself so I would have it. Uh, but basically it was, uh, oh, oh, it was a response. To, <laughs> it was a response to, uh, Pocahontas saying that, uh, Elon Musk, she was going to try to block, uh, Elon Musk taking over, um, taking over Twitter. And, uh, he said, well, you know, when it comes to business, man, I don't, I don't know about that. He said, because, uh, I had a good friend, uh, that, uh, bought a car from Pocahontas. And uh, that's Elizabeth Warren, for some of you that don't know, senator from uh, Massachusetts, and uh, said, uh, sold my friend a red uh, Cherokee, Jeep Cherokee. Uh, and then we were on our way to get it. We looked it up on Carfax and ended up it wasn't a red Cherokee, Jeep Cherokee at all. It was a white Suburban. So <laughs> uh, that is our tweet of the day. Uh, uh, by Badir, I believe was his name. So that is your tweet of the day. Uh, also, let me give you a, let me give you a gab of the day. Let's, let's, let's do that. Uh, and I'll give you one of those and we'll get you on Truth Social and give you one as well. Um, let's see. Uh, wow, McCarthy defends the leak January 10th audio, uh, lawmakers cheer, talk of removing Trump from office. Um, let's see. Uh, 
Oh, this is a MAGA guy. This is on Gab. Uh, it's the girl, you know, with the green jacket on, with the beanie on, that's screaming, you know, in the street, screaming. And she said, I'm moving to Canada. Uh, I'm removing my music from Spotify. I'm deleting my Twitter account. <laughs> Her whole life is being uh, turned upside down. Let's go to Truth Social and see if we can find something there. And then we're going to call it a day. Man, thank you so much for being here with us and being a part of what we're doing. Uh, we just appreciate you so very much. I don't have Truth Social. I've got it on my phone. don't have it. Uh, on my iPad. So I apologize for that. We'll maybe try to catch that tomorrow. Hope to see you tomorrow right back here. Uh, if you didn't catch all the show, you can go back. We'll be posting it here in just a moment. Again, thank you so much for being a part of this day. Hope you have a 